from the studios of Fractal Recording, this is The Mystic Show, episode 73. Welcome, everyone, to The Mystic Show. I am your host, Chris Curran, and I'm happy you're able to join me. This is the show where we talk about spirituality and mindfulness. There's a concept for you. (laughs) Being mindful. Hmm. We also talk a lot about personal development and... um, meditation, and a lot of different subjects, uh, you know, surrounding spirituality. Basically, we talk about the unseen and otherworldly, because that's such an important part of our lives. You know, just because, you know, our eyes see things, and, uh, and most of it is physical possessions and money and, and whatnot, But the eyes cannot see love, they can't see compassion, they can't see fulfillment, they can't see contentment, serenity, wisdom, right? So pretty much all the the best things in life, you're not able to see with your eyes. And that's what this show's about. So we broadcast live every weekday at 8 a.m. Eastern Time on the Fractal Stream internet radio station. And then we archive every show as a podcast in three different places, iTunes, Stitcher, and our website, www.themysticshow.net. Themysticshow.net, you'll find links to our social media and the Fractal Stream, and also, like I said, every single archived episode. And um, actually... Up till now, we've been using the date of the show sort of as an episode number, but now we're switching to episode numbers starting today. And today, like I mentioned on the intro, is episode 70, yep, 73. So now we'll be going by episode numbers, so it'll be easy for you if you hear something you like or, you know, you want to go back to the website later and comment on an episode you, if you just remember the episode number, you can do that. Or you might want to tell one of your friends, hey, episode 73 was really good. You might want to hear it. So, and really quick, we'll thank our sponsor, Pause Your Life. Pause Your Life. Hmm, sometimes you have to. And I, we'll talk about Pause Your Life in a little bit uh, because I want to talk about retreats for a minute. And my... Several trips to Denmark. Hmm. All right, so we'll get to that. But first, we need to read the next couple small sections from our book titled Your Invisible Power. 
written by Genevieve B. Rend, published, geez, in the 1920s. And we've been reading slowly. We've read almost the whole book. We're at the very end. Um, I think it's taken us, wow, probably about a month to read little by little and talk about it. But it's a wonderful book. A very empowering book. You know, kind of every chapter kind of giving you a little knock on the head saying, hey, man, you're powerful. You can learn how to use it. Why don't you try and use it and learn? So the passages today... Uh, We're going to read two short ones, and like I said, we're right at the very end of this book. There's not much left, so I think we should just start. This section, the, the, the main section heading is called Suggestions as to How to Pray or Ask, Believing You Have Already Received. And the the heading of these couple paragraphs is scientific thinking, positive thought, suggestions for practical application. Try through careful, positive, enthusiastic, though not strenuous, thought to realize that the indescribable invisible substance of life fills all space. That its nature is intelligent, plastic, subjective substance. Five o'clock in the morning is the best time to go into this sort of meditation. If you will retire early every night for one month, before falling asleep, Impress firmly upon your subjective mind the affirmation, My Father is the ruler of all the world and is expressing His directing power through me. You will find that the substance of life takes form in the molds of your thought. Do not accept the above suggestion simply because it is given to you. Think it over carefully until the impression is made upon your own subconscious mind understandingly. Rise every morning, as was suggested before, at five o'clock. Sit in a quiet room in a straight-backed chair and think out the affirmation of the previous evening. And you will realize and be able to put into practice your princely power with the realization, to some extent at least, that your mind really is a center through which all the creative energy and power there is taking form. Okay, that's the end of that very short section, and uh, we'll read one more, but I want to comment on this one. Um, You know, it's, 
I've heard it many places, including in the practice, the meditation and spiritual practice that I do, um, that before you go to bed and in the morning, in the early morning when you wake up, those are the best times to to meditate, to have time with yourself, and and to do affirmations um, or visualization, right? Um, that's pretty common, and uh, for, on a practical note, that's not always easy, right? It's not always easy to to go to bed early and uh, and to get up early. I don't know. Personally, I feel that life here in New Jersey, and probably in the whole United States, or and probably the whole Western world, or probably the whole world, is uh, it's so it it's at a frantic pace where you have to work, 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 and you know, and then so when you're done with work, you kind of want to just relax, and then you relax, and it ends up it's eleven o'clock at night. And you're really tired and then you go to bed and then the alarm goes off at five or maybe earlier and it's it's like a lot of times it's just not happening. So that that's a practical stumbling block, if you will, that we have to get over. Um, and we can get over it. I mean, we can actually use all the visualization and affirmation techniques that the author is describing to overcome that hurdle as well. So, you know, if you see yourself having energy, going to bed early, waking up early, doing your meditation the way you want to do it, if you keep visualizing that and thinking about that, then uh, it'll, it'll come into being. It might take some time. And you kind of have to go easy on yourself, right? You can't can't get all crazy judging yourself and putting yourself down. That's probably a whole nother show right there. Actually, we did talk about that a couple of times before, judging yourself and how you should not do that, which again is a little difficult. So, and again, in the last se- uh, sentence of this section, she mentions... Um, really, I, I like this because she mentions basically the crux of the whole book. And she keeps mentioning this every chapter, I think, which is good because we need it. I need to be told and retold to help me, to help it sink in, right? And this is, um, yep, you will realize and be able to put into practice your princely power with the realization, to some extent at least, that your mind really is a center through which all the creative energy and power there is taking form. So again, it comes down to that our mind is a center of divine operation and our mind is the instrument which takes the potential of the universe and makes it into the actual into, you know, automobiles and couches and money and food and everything. And baseball. Right? So, that's that section. Let's read the next one. The next uh, heading is called 
Scientific prayer. The principle underlying scientific prayer. In prayer for a change in condition, physical, mental, or financial, for yourself or another, bear in mind that the fundamental necessity for the answer to prayer is the understanding of the scientific statement, Ask, believing you have already received, and you shall receive. This is not as difficult as it appears on the surface, once you realize that everything has its origin in the mind, and that which you seek outwardly, you already possess. No one can think a thought in the future. Your thought of a thing constitutes its origin. Therefore, the thought form of the thing is already yours as soon as you think it. Your steady recognition of this thought possession causes the thought to concentrate to condense, to project itself, and to assume physical form. All right, that's that little small section about the principle underlying scientific prayer. And so the whole, the gist of this section is this quote here, Ask, believing you have already received and you shall receive. Now, she explains it, that once you think a thought, that's the origin. And it's, and it's yours. If you had the thought, then it's yours. So, for instance, if you, well, let's take a mundane example. I don't want to use a car, though. I, I always use a car. Um, let's say, oh, God, I'm going to use a car again, aren't I? Oh, man. All right. Let's say you need a new car. Um, as soon as you think about the car that you want, let's say it's a red, um, a red... No, a blue BMW. Let's say you want a blue BMW. As soon as you start thinking about that, of yourself driving in the car, sitting in the car, right? That thought is yours. And the whole and and the car is also yours, although it hasn't shown up yet in the physical world. See, the mistake I think most of us make is that we look at the physical world and we see, oh, I don't have a blue BMW, and then we get depressed, right? But this whole book, Your Invisible Power, this whole book is about the idea that your thoughts are things, and your thoughts are really important, and your thoughts are possessions, Because, as she explains, the thoughts 
lead to the creation of the thing. So it's almost like a baby. I mean, when a baby human is born, you know, it's a human. Now, it didn't become a grown man yet or a grown woman, but it's a baby human, right? So you you treat that as a human. So we can do the same thing with our thoughts. You have a thought about something you want to achieve or uh, create. And you can treat the thought as if it's already the thing and actually believe that you already have it. Knowing that you already do have the thought. The thought is yours. So it's not a lie. It's not like this fake, you know, law of attraction, the the thing that people criticize the law of attraction about saying that, oh, it's just wishful thinking and, and yada, you know, pretend you have the car already or something. Um, no, don't pretend you have the physical car. Just acknowledge that you have, you, you planted the seeds in your thought and that the seeds are real. And then we become more aware of, of that whole process and uh, and that's what leads to the actual manifestation of the car. So, right? So our thoughts are really important. And, and once we acknowledge that, then we have to start trying to utilize it, right? Because that's what we love on this show is about, okay, that sounds great, but what can we do? Well, you can try these techniques and you can meditate and you can become more more sensitive to your thoughts and 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 your feelings right become more sensitive spiritually sensitive not you know emotionally sensitive so i think that's a great concept i think that's i don't think everyone's ready to hear that concept either i think most people are not most people would take what i just said and say nah come come on that's ridiculous i don't see any car so they're sort of advertising their own uh, their own uh, relative blindness, I guess. All right, well, let's take a quick break here on the Mystic Show, and uh, be right back. Welcome back to the Mystic Show. 
And uh, thanks to Sinead O'Connor for that little musical interlude. It's called In This Heart. Uh, beautiful song. Just totally a cappella. Her singing and some background singers. Um, Sinead O'Connor, In This Heart. I think it's from the album Universal Mother. Which, uh, pretty good album. Yeah. Wonderful voice, too. Kind of... Uh, Underrated in terms of vocal talent, I believe, Sinead O'Connor. So, welcome back to The Mystic Show. I'm Chris Curran, and um, and you can go to our website. You can see all our past shows. You can actually comment on the post as well. So, if you have a comment or a question about some of these conversations we're having, go ahead and go to the website, themysticshow.net themysticshow.net and uh, there's all kinds of links there to our social media so I would like to um, by the way when I hear that song that Sinead O'Connor song we just played I I get this memory of riding in a car with my grandma um, had, had to be at least 15 years ago yeah I'd say at least 15 years ago and um I think I went to pick her up to bring her to my mom's house or something. And uh, and I was playing her some songs, you know, some more mellow songs. And uh, I played that one for her in the car. <clears throat> and I just, you know, I wanted her to hear it and she heard it. And anyway, she was, uh, she was born in 1909. Man, <laughs> imagine that, right? So, all right. So I wanted to talk about retreats for a minute. I mean, have you been on a retreat ever? And if you don't know what a retreat is, basically it's leaving your everyday world to go somewhere to just kind of spend time with yourself. You know, sort of like self-discovery or, you know, meditation or spiritual practice or, you know, because it really in my experience, it helps so much to be able to step away from your normal everyday life for a decent period of time. And look, you can do a retreat for a weekend. You can do a retreat for a whole week. You can do a retreat for two months. So there's different levels, right? There's different (laughs) amounts of time. Um, But what I've experienced is that when you leave your everyday life and you go spend time with yourself, when you come back to your everyday life, you you just see it in a different way, in a different light, and you become more aware of your situation. Almost like you see it more objectively because you were able to step away from it. Right, we all know when we're too close. Like if you're working on a project and you're really close to the project and you're spending all your time working on the project, sometimes you're too close to it to see the bigger picture, right? That's why if let's say you're working on something for many hours, someone will walk up and make a comment and you'll be like, "Oh yeah, that's true. I didn't even notice that." Because you were so involved in it that a lot of your objectivity was lost. So when you go on a retreat, that's what happens. You come back to your life, you know, 
not only refreshed, and you know, hopefully you got to catch up on your sleep as well. Um, but you sort of get a new perspective on your on your life, and you can see more of the big picture, and you can, you know, some of these decisions that you were thinking about that you were unsure of, they seem much easier to make. So pause your life uh, is having a spring retreat, and again, pause your life is like if if you just need to hit the pause button on your life, you know, stop the craziness. You know, stop the ride. I want to get off. Um, pause your life has meetups and retreats. And there's the spring retreat is um, the first weekend in May this year, uh, May 2nd to the 4th. And again, great, um, great way to step away from your life. And uh, and I've I've been on retreats. I've also just, you know, visited various ashrams in India and Denmark. And I've been to Denmark, I think, three times, and I visited the ashram there, um, the organization that I, the system that I practice meditation with. Um, they have an ashram in um, Denmark. And basically, an ashram is a place where you can go and stay and basically do your spiritual practice, you know, and um, as opposed to a meditation center where it's just like, a, you know, a room where you go and meditate and then leave. An ashram, you actually can stay overnight and basically live there. That's sort of like the definition as I understand it. So I went to Denmark a few times for some seminars when our spiritual guide was there. And uh, even this one time, my wife and I, we stayed in this little, um, I, it was really like someone's, it, it was, it was in the Dana, uh, uh, it was in the countryside and it, it was someone's house, but they sort of built like two or three apartments in the back. So we actually stayed, you know, it was a, it was like an apartment with a little kitchen and a bathroom and it had everything. Uh, but it was in the countryside overlooking this lake. It was really nice. Um, and it's always interesting going to another country because the weather's different, the, the the sunlight is different. Um, I know in Denmark once we went, I think it was, it was in the summer. I think it was, yeah, I can't remember when it was. It was closer to the summer and it was, the sun didn't go down until like midnight, like 1130 or midnight. And the sun came up at like three in the morning. Uh, which is kind of weird, but kind of interesting too. So um, anyway, the ashram that I stayed at in India was nice because it had a lot of land and you got to walk around the land and, um, you know, just relax. I don't know. There's some, there's some level of relaxation that happens there. And it's obvious. I mean, you don't, you know, you're not walking around with your smartphone. You're not having to answer emails. You don't have to work. You don't have to deal with family or clients and customers or anything. You're just there being a human being. <laughs> and it's, um, it, I've, I, I mean, come on, it's changed my whole life. I mean, probably once a year I go do something like this. Either I go to India or I go to Denmark or I go to, there's another retreat center in Austin, Texas. And that's actually a, 
a true retreat center like that one like you're pretty much i mean you don't have to maintain you know silence but there's really no need to talk and it's kind of encouraged that you just you know you don't chit chat and gossip because that's not what you're there for if you're there for the right reason (laughs) so a retreat is not an escape either right we can't use it as like an escape hatch although it does give us a break that's that's definite um but we should really go on a retreat with the idea that i want to get more in touch with my inner self my power source and and like like uh, Genevieve Biren says in the book we're reading, um, that power is within you. Your mind is the center of that power, basically. So these retreats help a lot. So um, if you want, you can go to pauseyourlife.org and uh, check out the retreat page there, the details about the Pause Your Life retreat. Um, again, pauseyourlife.org. And um, we're really looking forward to that. So, so I thank you for listening this morning, or this afternoon, or this evening, <laughs> this day. <laughs> I have to stop saying that, I guess, huh? So maybe keep some of these concepts in mind as you move through your day. Maybe if you think of making a note or two, maybe write down some of your thoughts or ideas about these things about your mind power and and believing that you already have something. So, thank you again for listening to The Mystic Show, and as always, keep shining.